0: Here's the draw in the circle. The Amps win it to McKinnon. Right down deep he goes. Centering pass. Fristed it. Backhands it. Score! Miko Ranton! Watch. McKinnon. Look at that spin. He just he just absolutely loses. Oh my goodness, set up and out for McCarr. He'll fly down the right wing. Kale McCarr! Behind the cage. Prepper up. Storr! <laughs> he just literally, I mean, tore down this zone. Look at the guys chasing him. There's like a trail. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris maselli with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. Avalanche with a five to two win in a one game series against the Anaheim Ducks, extending their points streak to 11 games. And you have to start asking the question, when they're playing like this, can a team beat them four times in a playoff round? I think the only answer to that might be obviously Vegas in terms of their division. Uh, Outside of that, we're not going to worry about that right now because we don't have to. Right now, you just have to take care of what's going on in the division, and the Avalanche are doing that. So we will discuss this game and then some. But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. On Instagram, search for Locked on Avalanche. And send any questions, comments, concerns, or opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. So, I had said yesterday, and for yesterday's show, I was going to talk about the trade issue going on with the Colorado Avalanche. And I just kind of ran out of time. So, if I have time today, I will cover that. Uh, But we have some time before the trade deadline. And at some point, we will be discussing, uh, I'm sure, the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, you know, I guess they're, they're the roads they could go down when it comes to the trade deadline, which might be few. So if we can get to that today, we will, if not some other time. But today we're going to start, obviously, with the Avalanche 5-2 to victory. And you, like I said, you just have to be impressed with how this team is playing <clears throat> really across the board. The, you know, the first Vegas game played exceptionally well. The second Vegas game maybe didn't play Well, they didn't play as well as the first game, but well enough to nab a point and force an overtime. And you had opportunities in overtime. Maybe a a missed call here might have given you a different outcome, but that's over and done with. So you have to kind of look forward. And as of right now, I'm going to cheat a little bit because as of uh, me recording this, which was right after the game concluded, Vegas is still playing, although they are up right now, three to one. Colorado Avalanche are in first place, as of this recording. Could be completely changed by the time this is released and everybody wakes up in the morning. But, uh, yeah, we'll have some fun with that. But, first place or not, the the Avalanche are a team to be reckoned with right now. And, you know, I I have to give, I guess, uh, Vegas a little bit of credit because I think maybe the blueprint to the best way to defeat Colorado is to get physical. And I think the Ducks got that memo. But in the end, when, when the Ducks want to get physical with you, uh, in the end, skill is going to win out. Vegas, ha- Vegas has the ability to be physical, and they have the skill. Anaheim can be physical, but that only gets you so far. The, the refs are only going to put up with so much of that. Uh, and then the skill has to take over. And that's where Anaheim lacks compared to Colorado. So they tried. They tried to be very rough. Ryan Getzloff, I, I don't, well, I was going to say, I don't know what got in his head. Uh, what got in his head was a, a P.E. Belmar fist. And that kind of just took him off the game. He, got, he, I don't know what set him off to begin with. It was just a, a stoppage of play, and the two of them were kind of standing next to each other and kind of whacked that Belmar stick. Belmar was like, okay, let's do this. And I think it was Graves who came over. I could be wrong on that, but uh, they kind of scrummed it up, and Belmar ended up punching him directly in the face and dropping him. Uh, that's embarrassing. So it got under Getzlaf the rest of the game, and for the rest of that period, he was just looking for somebody to fight. If you watched him off the puck, he was cross checking people. Like he, I think he cross checked Miko Rantanen in the side. I don't know if that's why Rantanen got hurt at the end of the first. Uh, w- but if it was, because even even the announcers on uh, altitude couldn't pinpoint at that point in time why Miko was hurting towards the end of the first. And obviously us Avalanche fans are always going to think the worst and the most minor injury will be a <clears throat> year ending. But he came back out. He came back out and played a great game like he has been playing recently. <clears throat> but yeah, Getzloff was uh, he was not a happy man and I think, you know, he was just embarrassed because he got punched square in the face and dropped. And he and Belmar mixed it up again towards the end of the game, which at that point in time, the game was well in hand. But I think for the Ducks, they, they tried their best. And uh, you'll get one or two through every once in a while, which they did. And if you were to play, you know, and they did early in the season, play played a pretty good game and beat them. They have to... Play a game where they are flawless they are flawless in their execution and they have a goalie standing on their head and if you don't have both of those things a team like anaheim is not going to beat colorado and actually you probably need both of those things and colorado to play a terrible game so you really need a perfect storm of those three three things to happen for Anaheim to give Colorado a game. Can happen. And uh, when it happened earlier in the season, that was early in the season. Avalanche hadn't really started to gel yet as a team. And now that they are, I mean, you you had to feel pretty confident. you got to feel confident going to any game right now if you're an Avalanche fan. And you just have to think, like, this has got to be exhausting for other teams to play the Avalanche. They don't stop. There is no quit in any line. They keep going, and nothing, it was not more evident than the one shift where it ended up with a JT Comfort goal. They kept throwing shots on goal, and Miller was doing the best he could and he was stopping them. But he just, at some point, he, he's just got to throw his hands up and be like, I can't do this all. Avalanche just did not stop throwing shots at him. And uh, it's glaring when you look at the the stats. The shots on goal are glaring. 48-15. to 15. <laughs> Avs got back on track. They got outshot the other day against uh, Vegas for the first time in a while. And just look at Anaheim's shots on goal per period. 7 in the first, 2 in the second, and 6 in the third. This Avalanche defense is the best in the league for a reason. This is not a fluke. and they 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 have a system that is working for them and you're you're almost inserting anybody. You know, Dan Renouf has been playing pretty well, I think. I think he's been serviceable for and when Byron comes back, this this defense is just they know the angles to take. Uh, they know how to separate you from the puck. They can skate, and when you have Kale McCarr running the show back there, it—they're th- just a well, well-rounded team. And sure, if you want to say the backup goalie is still a, uh, an issue, uh, you can't you can't deny that aspect of it. But everywhere else, man, this this team is exactly what we thought they could be going into the season. Just took them a little while to get going, and then with the pause. You had a little bit of a stoppage where it seemed like they were gearing towards that play that they're playing right now. But once they got uh, back to playing again, took them a little while, and now they're back there again. And And this team is just, they're exciting to watch. They're a fun team to watch, and you know that they're always going to be in it. So uh, we'll talk more about this game. We'll get into the stats. And then we will also look ahead for this week And the goalie situation could be an interesting goalie situation. Throw out a possibility uh, for the Avalanche for the next couple games. But first, let's hear from our friends over at rockauto.com. And you know rockauto.com. They are the family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail ups, motor oil and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. All right, so looking over at these stats on this game, obviously everything is favored heavily to the Avalanche, but there's there's one thing that's kind of glaring for the Avs, and everybody on this on, uh, for the forwards scored a point with the exception of the second line and Belmar. Brandon Zod had nothing uh Kadri didn't have anything and Burkowski didn't have anything. Now it's not to say they didn't play well. I thought they I thought the line was playing pretty well. Uh Kadri was being kind of pushed around. I don't mean that he he was physically getting pushed around. They were targeting in on him. They were not happy with with Nazem Kadri, understandably so. But the the Ducks seemed to be going after Almost everybody, anybody that they could find to hit, they would hit and tried to goon it up a little bit, but it just wasn't working. I don't know if that if they were targeting Kadri's line uh, in particular, but for whatever reason, in a game where they scored five goals, that second line didn't didn't net a point. Interestingly enough, you can look at that two ways. You can look at that as like the avalanche still played a dominant game uh and your second line didn't score, or you can have concern that the second line didn't score. I don't really have that much concern that the second line didn't score because I, I did. I thought they played relatively well, <clears throat> Kadri and Burkovsky, especially. Saad, I don't know if something's going on with Brandon Saad. I want to look up his stats really quick as I'm talking about him because I just feel like I haven't been calling his name as much lately. So his last five games, he only has an assist. So, yeah, I'm not really that far off. Um, if I go to kind of uh, ex- expand his stats a little bit more uh, for this season, let's open that up. All right, so... Yeah, kind of dating back to, like I said, his last... Well, actually, no, because that that last five games was not including this one. Three, four... So his last five games, he hasn't scored at all. Uh, And you add one more game to that, that's where he had the assist, and then you add one more game to that, and he hasn't scored in that one either. So in his last seven games, he's had one assist. So you'd like to see someone like him get it going because before that if if you look at before that the fifth game which would have been the first game against Minnesota where they were absolutely dominant that's when he was you know really consistent and he hasn't been lately at least in terms of of scoring and he is kind of disappearing on the ice a little bit i feel so um you know i i am buying into what jared Bednar is saying when if a guy isn't 100% they're going to sit him because they have a gluttony of riches at forwards where they can have someone replace a guy. So I don't think he's injured. I just think, you know, these are the ups and downs of a season. Um, and, you know, he's just in a little bit of a funk right now. Uh, I have no issues with Kadri. I think he's playing well. I think Burkowski is playing well, but Burkowski goes in streaks too. But when you're winning and you have those other lines, I mean, chuskin continues to play well one and one for him Tyson Jost is playing his best season as an Av, hands down. And he had a goal tonight. Uh, Logan O'Connor found an assist. Nathan McKinnon with two assists. He, oh my God, did he really want to score tonight? (laughs) He seven shots on goal, uh, was shooting every opportunity he had, just couldn't find the net. Comfer found the net again. So you like to see that out of him. Donskoy, right off the bat. Jonas Donskoy had a nice kind of like pirouette backhand that just went wide, and he just looked up to the heavens as soon as he shot it because he just was off the mark. But he's been obviously uh, one of their better players lately. Uh, Landis Gog with a goal and Rantanen with another goal. He got the scoring going for them. On the defensive end, Ryan Graves with an assist and Kale McCarr with three assists. He's just, I saw an article in one of the news readers that I have on my phone, and someone asked the question, will Kale McCarr be the best player on this team? And yes, I'm including Nathan McKinnon. That was the headline. It's tough to really <laughs> say that, and and I, I'm not going to go down this road right now because we have a long way to go before that happens because they just play different positions. But you can still make the comparison, and he's going to be nipping at his heels, I can tell you that. And relatively soon, maybe next year or another year after that, people are going to start looking at Kale McCarr. And I said at the beginning of not the beginning of the season, as you know, a couple weeks into the season, if Kale McCarr didn't get hurt, I think he would have the Norris wrapped up and he would have gotten some heart trophy looks. The season someone like uh Connor McDavid is having, yeah, I don't think you're going to take it away from him, but. And when I had Connor McGahee on a little while ago, I asked him the same question. I think there is a heart trophy in Cal McCarr's future. He is that good. He is so fun to watch. And that clip at the start of the game, um, start of the game, start of this episode, uh, that was called, it was him forcing the issue and going around the net, tried to do a wraparound, and it kind of scooted out to uh, Nechuskin for another goal. He's just... He's on another level. He's on another level. So um, the power play that seems to be kind of the focus for everybody, Avs had a ton of chances on the power play. They only went one for six, uh, which looks bad, and, and it is. And they even had a five on three. So that continues to be the one area you would just like to see them improve a little bit more on because they're going to need that. In the playoffs, you're going to need a good power play. They continue to, to get better looks, and there was a couple power plays where they were a little bit quicker, which I really, really liked to see because so many times I just feel like they are too slow And with the puck. Once they get it into the zone uh, and they, they kind of set their plays up, the plays just take a long time to develop, and they're at their best when they move the puck around quickly. And they did it a little bit more, and they had some better looks. And you know, they only were able to get one power play goal. But um, I think the power play is what it is right now. I don't think we're it's miraculously going to turn on, and they're just going to go on this run of you know fifty percent power plays. I, I just feel like this is how they run their power play. And if they, you know, the some games look better than others, but uh, I don't. I think. How the Avalanche are at this stage in the game with the power play is is what we are going to expect. They'll get, you know, there'll be a game where they go two for four or something like that. Um, but they they just tend to to struggle. And I, and Doncic was out there. Doncic was out there on the first unit power play, which is good. Mix it up a little bit. You want to see th- if they do things like that, then maybe they can go on a run. Uh, but they had to do that. Uh, bring in somebody new. And someone who's been hot lately. So you bring them in. See what happens. Other than that, um, this is is a tough team to beat. And uh, I just, you know, a team like Anaheim. And then they have, uh, we'll get into the schedule in a second here. But um, Arizona coming up. And that's a big game for Arizona. So you're going to get Arizona's best, best effort. So... Uh, let's get our other sponsor in and then talk about these next couple games because it could be interesting when it comes to the goalie situation. So let's start with the people over at betonline.ag. It is the fastest and easiest way to place all of your bets on your sports action. And with football over, you have still a plethora of sports to choose from, which is things like the NBA, things like college basketball and the NCAA March Madness, and of course, our NHL. You can even bet on award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. It's real time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device or you can use your mobile device to sign up and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook Experts and after you place your bets, head on over to builtbar.com. I don't think you can use betonline.ag to bet on the built bar madness. But maybe I could change that if people really wanted to bet on it. Maybe we could email the people who are at betonline.ag. But over at Bilt Bar, we've been telling you about Built Bar for quite a while. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. Uh, is it Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with that's covered in 100% chocolate. And right now, you can head over to BuiltBar.com and take part in the Built Bar Madness, and they are pitting all of their flavors against each other. And we are almost to the flavorful four. We still have one more uh, match up to go, I guess you could call it, and it's caramel brownie versus my favorite. The coconut brownie chunk. Right now, we have three tickets punched in the flavorful four. We have cookies and cream and cookie dough chunk. They will be going head to head. And mint brownie is awaiting the winner of caramel brownie and coconut brownie chunk. And the winner, the two winners, will go to the championship. Yes, that's what we're calling it. I love it. So, uh, and after you fill up your basket and check out you can use the promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your next order that is locked 15 to get 15 percent off your next order at billboard.com and check back to see who won and who our flavorful four matchups are okay so to round out this show the avalanche with a day off on tuesday and then a one game series against arizona and then Another day off on Thursday, and then a back-to-back Friday and Saturday against St. Louis. Now, group hour obviously played against Anaheim. You will expect Jonas Johansson to play one of the games in the back-to-back. But will the Avalanche maybe play him against Arizona? And then... If you're going to play him in a back-to-back, and I know this is this probably won't happen, but if you want to give Philip Grubauer a nice break, because he has been a workhorse this season. Let's not kid ourselves. He's going to be in the Vesna uh, Trophy candidate talk. Uh, he We look at the stats. He is right at the top in all of the important stats. And you don't want to overwork the guy. Do you let Jonas Johansson play against Arizona on Wednesday and then let him play in the first game of the back-to-back against St. Louis. Because he's going to play in one of the games against St. Louis anyway. That would give Grubauer a nice four-day break right now. Right? One, two, three, yeah. and So he wouldn't play until Saturday. That would feel like a... A vacation in the Bahamas right now For four days off Now you could say That could uh, Maybe get him off of his game Too much of a rest And I guess that's always a possibility But the way that he's been playing I would be completely confident That he would come back Maybe even better If you gave him Some time off Because if you don't uh, You know So say he plays against Arizona on Wednesday, and then you give Johansson the first game against St. Louis, and then he plays Saturday against St. Louis. So that would be two days off, two days in a row off that he would have, which is still nice. Uh, Or maybe do you play? I mean, I don't know. I don't think you would do that. I was going to say, do you play Johansson on Wednesday? And then depending on how he plays, you put Grubauer in for the first game against St. Louis because then he would get another two days in a row off. You could do that. You could let Johansson play Wednesday because then you're giving him Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off. So that's three days off. Have him play the first game against St. Louis, and then he would get two more days off, and then he play Monday at... Minnesota so that's a possibility definitely could do that maybe that's the route they go then he's playing you know one one game uh, let's see so if you if you play him like I said Wednesday so then he's playing one two so two games for the rest of the week but he has uh, well no he has a three-day break and then a game and then a two-day break that might be a way to go give the guy give the guy a break and then now you're in the stretch run for the rest of April. We we will see. Johansson's going to play at least like I said one of those games against St. Louis. But we'll be interesting to see how uh, they have this game set up against uh, Arizona cuz like I said that's a big game for Arizona. Um they're they're right in the mix. So they're going to be throwing everything at you and maybe that's a good test for Johansson. See how he does against a team that's playing for a lot. But uh, it remains to be seen. We'll probably find that out you know, late Wednesday afternoon. And if you were watching the game on altitude, they said it over and over and over again, and I would be too. Uh, last night's game against Anaheim was the last game with no fans. Hopefully. As long as everything keeps going the way it's going, we can finish out this season with fans. So Uh, On the 31st, that game against Arizona, from my understanding, it'll be first responders and nurses and doctors and people in the healthcare field that will get the seats. And then that first game against uh, St. Louis is when fans are back in the stadium, or arena, excuse me. Um, I, I can't wait for that. I can't wait to watch a hockey game. And you got a little bit of it when they were in Arizona because Arizona at uh, the Coyotes arena, they've let fans in for a little while now. So, and when the Avalanche played there, there was a lot of Avalanche fans there. So it was almost like a home game. And But it's just a different atmosphere when you're going to see the home team uh cheered on by their own fans so it's been a long long time coming it's you know obviously over a year now that fans have been waiting to get back into arenas and watching their team so uh for the four thousand people that get into that arena uh be loud i i know you will be because you've been waiting so long to get back into an arena uh and i'm going to be watching that game as I, i wish they would have just you know like a fan cam because i just want to see it's almost like you forgot what it's like to have fans in a a hockey rink lately because it's been so long so uh i know everybody will be loud and man i think that's going to give this team a big boost to to really really play well in front of fans for the first time in a very very long time so um get a hold of me if you are someone that nab tickets i'd love to hear how the experience goes Locked on avalanche at gmail.com or find me on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. So that will be it for today, everybody. Abs continue to roll. Uh, day off on Tuesday, and let's see what happens on Wednesday against Arizona. Thank you for tuning in today and each and every day. It is greatly appreciated. I will see everybody tomorrow. And here is Jovi. Go, abs go.